So once again, we have Benedict Goetz back on the show. He was here earlier today, and you can catch that on the earlier live stream. He is the GM for both the UK and the US markets. And we are going to have the exciting pleasure to talk with Mina Katak, the Senior Director of Vertical Growth, uh, Crypto, and Web3 at WorldPay, FIS. Thank you so much for both hopping on the show. How are you two doing? Uh, yeah. How are you two doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for being here. So that's that's great to have you. So wonderful. Um, now, senior director, vertical growth, web, three and crypto. That's quite a title. It's very okay. chunky. That's you did well. That, that's very that's very chunky. So what does that uh, what does that entail? Tell me more about this. Yeah. So my remit is to support. World pays Web3 and crypto growth in general, and that entails kind of three main pillars. One is strategy, and strategy includes product enablement, so allowing cryptocurrency exchanges to benefit from traditional payment products um, for payments coming in and payments going out. Um, the second piece is go to market, which includes thought leadership, marketing, events, and then the last piece is partnership. So getting kind of things over the line from a traditional finance perspective does require strong partnerships in the ecosystem. So that all sits under me. I am a very busy woman. Well, that's why we appreciate it even more so that you've taken um, time off to, uh, to come and, uh, and speak to us. You have just recently published a quite an extensive report uh, regarding uh, payments in the crypto uh, space. Um, what 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 was the, the, the thesis of, of the report and uh, some of the, uh, the most you know, interesting points and, uh, and conclusion of it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, within FIS, there's three business units. We have banking, capital markets, and merchant solutions. So I sit within merchant solutions. And as you can imagine, if you're sitting as an acquirer and you're in a function that deals with cryptocurrency, a very natural use case is cryptocurrency for payments. Um, that report was actually made in conjunction with our client, Crypto.com. And the impetus for the report was really getting an understanding of the appetite, first and foremost, for consumers to want to pay in cryptocurrency, as well as the appetite for merchants, in retrospect, to accept that form of payment. Um, I think the, the findings were interesting. They were not surprising to us. We had a hypothesis going in. But um, in essence, what that report taught us was in countries that experience expensive foreign exchange fees or have high inflation rates, there's a lot of work being done to leverage blockchain technology, specifically stablecoins as a form of payment. So a couple of themes we explored in this report was one, comparing and contrasting appetites, readiness to accept or pay in cryptocurrency from both consumers and from merchants. The second was getting a sense for what currencies are most popular for those that do want to pay or transact in crypto. Another piece was um, getting a view of different sectors. So if consumers are willing to pay in crypto, what are the types of goods or services that they want to purchase in that currency? Um, and lastly, if a merchant is going to start accepting payments in crypto, would they be settled in cryptocurrency? Would they be settled in fiat? Who is going to take custody of the crypto should they decide to hold it? So it was quite a um, in-depth report. It took a long time to get through all the, the chunks of data we collected, but um, overall, I think the tagline is, most consumers want to pay in crypto and most merchants are ready to accept it. It's just very complex getting that over the line. Wow, where do I start? So let's dig a 
dig a bit deeper. Um, where so which industry do you did you did you see is looking um, most to accept crypto as payments? Which uh, which segment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was the luxury goods segment as well as generally retail that were more ready to accept cryptocurrency payments. What was interesting about this was we saw consumers are most willing to pay for travel um, in cryptocurrency, but because travel is going through its own kind of technology revolution with the transition over to electric vehicles, um, they have their own concerns right now. And for that industry, it's not a high priority to facilitate the transition over to crypto is the insights that we got. Um, and for perspective, WorldPay surveyed its entire merchant base to get this data for the survey and crypto.com surveyed its entire consumer base. So this is uh, select to crypto.com's consumer base saying that they're very keen to purchase um, and travel in airlines and the merchant base was less interested. Um, I also think uh, post COVID, a lot of industries, the industries that were hit hardest um, and, and need to focus more on impact recovery are kind of putting their heads down and getting their bottom line up to snuff as opposed to focusing on the next technology revolution. Interesting with regards to the travel industry because that's probably one of the industries I would think could benefit the most from not just accepting crypto payments but also of the blockchain technology given that they are very much into rewards, um, air miles, and um, it, it's it's more on hand that they, that could be something they, they would that would see uh, um, adopting. With regards to which currencies are the most uh, the most preferred ones, and given that we have a very active uh, community uh, listening in and um, taking up all, all, all news regarding uh, cryptocurrencies. Which coins did your report uh, come up with that they were more preferred for uh, making payments? Yeah, absolutely, great question. I would say the top four are Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and stable coins. Um, and so maybe that's not surprising for your listeners, but there's a, a few key drivers for this. The first is, the developer community around the high market cap coins are quite active. So they're actively solving for and sourcing talent for um, creating better security principles, closing any bugs or hacks in the protocol, and creating a more robust ecosystem for payments that solve for key challenges like speed and throughput. So if you are willing to transact in Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, you have um, uh, I guess those communities, those developer communities are more forward-leaning and active in solving key issues to make those currencies fit for purpose for payments. Um, I think the second piece is also just brand. I think consumers um, tend to trust the brands that are spoken about or um, I guess more popular from a just media and imaging perspective. So I would feel more comfortable as a consumer transacting in Bitcoin than some you know, coin that is 99th on the market cap score, right? So um, I would say developer community, brand in general, and then security. I think uh, security is a third piece that consumers really look for. Um, the, the stable coin trend, I think from the time that we took the survey and published the results has become even more proliferated. Um, consumers that are looking to transact in stable coins, they're, they don't have to do any calculations in their head around volatility. So if you're paying for a good, um, on a merchant website and it's you know X number of stable coins, you know exactly what that means in terms of your fiat account. 
So um, being safe from doing the math or having a forward-looking perspective on the volatility is kind of a relief and less of a headache for the consumer. Absolutely. Maybe this time next year when we, um, when we talk about the next reports, we will see uh, MTL, the metal coin, uh, being listed as a, as a top five <laughs> uh, currency to make payments in as well. Who knows? Um, let's talk about crypto adoption. And did your report uh, conclude any, any, any results? Did it, uh, did it show anything where what is needed for further uh, crypto adoption on both the consumer and the merchant side? Yes, absolutely. So at the time the report was published, um, we saw a massive uplift in crypto adoption. It was 200 billion in January 2020, and it climbed to almost 3 trillion in November 2021. And we are now obviously in a bear market, um, but uh, sitting as a merchant acquirer, we, what we've seen that will accelerate adoption is just making it very simple for merchants to adopt technology to be able to accept cryptocurrency, right? So um, having done this in-house ourselves, you need coordination from multiple different internal functions, including product, treasury, strategy, and it's not always clear, especially from a regulatory perspective, what kind of tools you need for fraud or AML, what kind of policies you need to make sure that you're tax compliant, what does it mean to hold crypto on your balance sheet, et cetera, et cetera. So, I do think that um, PSPs that have existing integrations can embed solutions within those integrations that make it very easy for the merchant to just adopt a new solution. So I can give you an example. WorldPay is creating a pay-by-crypto solution that's um, due to go to the market in 2023. What this does is it allows the merchant to create an option for a consumer to pay in crypto um, but be settled in fiat. So the, from a merchant perspective, if I'm, say, Starbucks, at, at my point of sale terminal, the consumer can pay in Bitcoin, but as Starbucks, I don't need to worry about holding Bitcoin on my balance sheet. Like WorldPay, with the existing integration we have from them, offer an, an additional alternative payment method for consumers to pay, but they can continue to be settled in fiat currency, so they don't need to worry about you know, having a custodial wallet or a non-custodial wallet or figuring out what their um, treasury management changes need to be, et cetera. So I do think adoption will accelerate um, if payment service providers and issuing banks can create solutions with existing integrations that make it very simple for merchants to create this technology. Maybe just the first step towards further adoption uh, when the merchant starts to accept crypto as as payment and maintains it in its own uh, or in their own wallets. You've touched upon AML, regulatory landscape, uh, KYC. As a merchant acquirer, um, WorldPay takes on a lot of risk. How, how is WorldPay equipped to, to mitigate uh, this risk and reduce any types of um, chargebacks um, from, from fraudulent uh, payments? Yeah, absolutely. I do think one of the drivers that we've seen for merchants wanting to accept cryptocurrencies are that chargeback rates are significantly lower, transaction fees are significantly lower, the average consumer spend in a cryptocurrency transaction is higher, they capture a wider total addressable market. Um, so for the merchant, it's very attractive because when you make a payment in cryptocurrency, if it's on-chain, there is no chargeback or dispute process on a distributed ledger. So um, what we do from a 
enabling pay by crypto, which is our product coming to the market next year, um, we actually don't take on that risk ourselves. We, you know, leveraged a third-party partner to be able to accept and hold the crypto, um, and we've actually prohibited um, refunds uh, at first as a go-to-market strategy. But in order to make sure that risk is mitigated, we have a broad suite of tools for fraud, AML, sanction screening. So whatever we do for our high-risk merchants today would continue to be done for cryptocurrency merchants and pay-by-crypto transactions. We touched upon the, the verticals that are most inclined to accept uh, crypto's payment. We touched upon the, uh, the consumer segments as well as the merchants. Did your report include any preference or any uh, ranking uh, geographically? So where uh, your crypto payments are uh, most prevalent uh, in one region than in, in other regions? Absolutely, yes. So um, what we've seen is, uh, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but wasn't entirely clear that the countries that have high inflation rates tend to have higher adoption rates for cryptocurrency. So for example, in Afghanistan, when the US left and the currency completely devalued, we saw you know, current cryptocurrency adoption was really high there, and the Wall Street Journal published an article about that. So as soon as your inflation rates or your foreign exchange rates become very expensive, um, we see adoption being higher. Um, the countries that are ready for a payment in crypto, so from a consumer perspective, typically tend to be more developed markets where consumers are more knowledgeable about tax, for example, and you know making a cryptocurrency transaction is not a taxable event. So if you traditionally want to make utility with your crypto, you would have to sell that crypto at a certain price and wait for a day to five days for that fiat to be refunded to your bank account. And by that time, you don't know if, which way the volatility is going to swing, and then that creates a taxable event. It takes time, it's super cumbersome. So in developed markets, We've seen consumers want to pay by crypto because they're just a little bit more educated on um, the tax implications. Um, and then we've also seen uh, areas where there's high adoption, for example, in Asia and Latin America. Um, but we actually had less coverage um, from our survey on those regions, so we wouldn't be able to speak um, with any kind of uh, perspective from a data um, intel. Thank you. So is it fair to say high interest rates more crypto? Uh, I don't think I'm the best person to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting uh, quite philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alluding, of course, to the, uh, to the current interest rate environment, even in, uh, in the Western world. So maybe we'll see a, um, an increased adoption rate of, uh, of crypto in the next, uh, in the next few, uh, few months there as well. Of course, this is not financial advice. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer. Dis disclaimer, exactly. Um, so in terms of, we've covered the geography, we've covered the verticals. Um, in terms of demographics, um, is there anything in your reports that you found out uh, from the data collected that uh, sees a, a higher adoption rate amongst a certain um, uh, group of, uh, of, pe of people or individuals uh, than, than another? Um, we actually did not collect that data, demographic data. Actually, our partner has specific rules around the data that they collect from their customers, and there's um, regulatory restrictions there so i don't have any insights from a customer demographic by age or by ethnicity etc cetera, etc cetera. Okay. now we're here at money 2020 in uh, las vegas what um, what's your impression so far 
I, I'm actually very impressed. You know, we're in a bear market, and I've been to um, a lot of <laughs> very fun parties. Uh, I think that it's seen really high attendance. Um, and I think the thing that impresses me the most and that I'm very happy to see is the level of enthusiasm from investors, entrepreneurs, builders. Nobody is discouraged by the bear market and everybody has a forward-looking view that crypto will um, rebound and that the products and services that are built in the bear market are what you know create the winds um, for a boom in the, in the bull market. So it's very encouraging to see so much activity in the space, so much enthusiasm and positivity, um, given the broader economic climate is a little bit more <laughs> depressing. Um, so I, I haven't seen any kind of downturn in people's attitudes or people's investments or um, people's innovation. So it's, it's really exciting to be here. Maybe we can start, we soon start talking about the crypto spring. That would be, yeah, I would welcome that. <laughs> What's um, what's next on the horizon for Wolfie, and especially uh, within your area? Um, yeah, absolutely. So there's been um, investment across banking, capital markets, and merchant. Um, we're still hiring talent and building out a partnership team. Um, we have a pipeline of products that we're excited to go to market with in 2023, and we have a forward-looking vision for blockchain technology underpinning all three business units for the FIS machine and are uh, definitely doubling down on focusing on this space and, and building products and services that'll be fit for purpose for our clients, um, be they merchants, banks, or, or capital markets clients. And from a personal perspective, you'll be very soon on stage here as well at Money 2020. Um, do you want to uh, uh, enlighten the, our audience as well a bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in learning about fraud and AML trends and solutions, you can uh, find me at 1 p.m. The schedule should be on your app. Um, it is very difficult to find your way in the expo hall, so I'm expecting most people to show up 10 to 15 minutes late. <laughs> Hopefully I will not be one of those people. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm looking forward to that as well. And what, what do you think you'll be taking away most from um, from this year's conference? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one, I've learned about a lot of new companies that are spinning out new business models that I wasn't aware of. So just having a pulse on the market and where it's going, um, so that's been informative for me. To definitely the new connections that we've made with partners, prospects, clients, um, and just you know broadening our network and our and our footprint in the space. And then third is hopefully you know. Um, educating the broader community about what WorldPay from FIS is doing in the cryptocurrency sector and hoping that um, you know folks that visit our meeting rooms or connect with our team um, leave with a positive impression and are, are willing to work with us. Well, I'm sure that our listeners have now a very much better understanding of what WorldPay does. I mean, within the fintech uh, industry, it's, uh, it's, it's a very, very well-known name already, but uh, it's definitely um, important to widen uh, the uh, the audience so i think it's um, it's 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 great uh, that you've been able to come on uh, to come uh, to come to our podcast uh, today thank you very much for uh, for being here and uh, and talking about the your must read report so um where can um where can our listeners and uh, the general public uh, find uh, find your report yeah absolutely so you can find our report on the fis website if you google fis crypto crypto acceptance you should be able to find it um, and thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure to speak with you all today thank you